Episode 39, The Stock Market in Russia. Welcome to Retirement Tactical Money Management. Joe Cantu, Chief Investment Officer of Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, is your host and has over 30 years of experience in the retirement money management profession. He is a West Point graduate with a Master's in Business Administration and has worked for three of the largest Wall Street firms as a stockbroker and portfolio manager. Episode 39, The Stock Market in Russia. In this podcast, I will talk about the stock market, where we've been through since November, the Fed, just slightly, growth in the economy, bellwether stock earnings, and Russia. And lastly, I'll talk about my forecast. So let's get started. So on one hand, 76% of the U.S. stocks in the market as measured by the S&P 500 are on track of beating consensus earnings estimates. While the fear of a Russian invasion into Ukraine is causing a market sell-off at the same time. So here at Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, we'll be making what is called a dynamic adjustment to our portfolios to reflect this Russian situation in expectations of a rebound in the market in the very near future. So let me talk about the market just just for a moment. The market currently has double-digit growth, a double-digit growth rate above 15%. With 69% of the companies reporting in the fourth quarter, the S&P is on track to have a 76% beat on consensus expectations of earnings for the United States fourth quarterly earnings report. Now, you couple that with the Fed's, Fed's actions. Now, the Fed, again, I've as I mentioned in podcast episode 37, only raises rates if there's growth in the economy and inflation. Now, they do that to get inflation under control. So, with higher anticipated company earnings forecasted, this historically leads to a higher stock market. And as a benchmark, I just want to talk about the gross domestic product because the people over there at the Fed, and they have lots of people who work for them, they look at the gross domestic product of the United States, and that is basically the report card of all countries. Each, Each country has its own GDP. Now, a slow GDP, when we were watching the economic recovery of the uh, United States after the financial crisis, you know, a slow GDP for the U.S. is about 2.2%, hovering below that and above it. So when it's above 2.2%, typically the economy is doing pretty well here in the United States. 
Now, different countries have different GDPs and different growth rates. For example, China typically hovers around the 6 to 8% range. But the United States typically hovers around the 2.2% range. What is astounding is the current GDP growth rate for the United States is 6.7%. That's right. You heard me right. It's normally 2.2, above 2.2, but it's growing at 6.7% right now. Again, this is what's causing the Fed actions to raise interest rates. Now let's talk about the history of the market selling off. In the most recent six months, the top of the market was around November. November for some portfolios or December for some portfolios, depending upon what kind of stocks or positions you held in your account. But since that time, the first event that occurred was the Omicron virus. This Omicron virus with 32 receptors kind of spooked the United States here, but it spooked the world thinking we might go back into a recessionary state as we did in 2020, thinking they might close businesses down because it had 32 receptors versus the 10 of the original Omicron strain. So that made the virus more contagious. The good news is, is that over the next two months that unfolded, December and and January, or you can take the months of November, December, and January in that period, not, I do not know of anyone who died of the virus, just from the virus itself, not uh, taking into account other mitigating factors that an individual may have. So it was very mild. As a result, that has now passed. It's subsiding. And many countries are starting to relax this mask requirement. But then you had Russia step in, and they started to flex their muscles going after the commodity-rich country of Ukraine. And as we speak, I believe Russian troops, uh, and this date today is February 22nd, 2022, but I believe Russian troops are moving into the country of Ukraine as I'm doing this podcast. So this, again, has been spooking the market just the last couple of weeks. It seems like every time Russia says Russia starts to invade or Putin says something, the market sells off. Now, why is it more why does it create more fear with Russia than say with Afghanistan? The reason is is the nuclear capability of Russia. You're dealing with a first world country. You're not dealing with a third world country like Afghanistan or Iraq or Bosnia. You're dealing with a country that has uh, nuclear weapons. And so they are a very powerful country, you know, in the world. You know, we have the United States, we have Russia, we have China. These are the, the major superpowers. It's a superpower country. And that creates fear. And that fear is what's causing the markets to sell off. The next thing I'd like to talk about is the bellwether stocks. These are economic indicators of the uh, market in the United States. 
Bellwether stocks such as Apple and Microsoft and Walmart, you can say other ones like Google, Caterpillar, there's many types of Bellwether stocks. But when we talk about, say, in, in this example, Apple and Microsoft and Walmart, all three of these major Bellwether stocks have beaten consensus earnings estimates in the fourth quarter. Despite the beating of these estimates, the market is still continuing to sell off. You know, my view is the market can only go down so much before people recognize the good earnings of these companies. And then, in my mind, these companies should go right back to where they should be before the sell-off occurred. So, in the analysis, I have to weigh reasons behind selling good stocks in a portfolio versus reasons not to sell these good stocks in the portfolio. So, let's talk about that. Reasons not to sell are the fact that the market could rebound very quickly and have some big up days. And if I do if I do sell, then I'd be sitting in cash and I'd be missing most of the gains or you know especially ex- expecting another head fake from the market. The major reasons for uh, a near-term potentially higher stock market are number one, the bellwether stocks are beating earnings. Number two, the market has double-digit growth, as I mentioned before. And then number three, the Fed is raising interest rates. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. In addition to the sell-off that we're having throughout the, this Russia event, there are industries moving up. Yes, there are industries actually moving up during the sell-off. And some of these industries are like uh, the energy sector, commodities, agriculture, metals. Some value stocks are moving up, like Kraft Heinz had a big move up today. So it's funny. There are different industries and sectors that are moving up in the sell-off. So on the other hand... I have to think about the reasons that we should sell good stocks in consideration uh, of what's happening event with what's happening with these events in the world, particularly Russia, and that a full-scale Russian invasion of the Ukraine, without question, will produce more fear, and this may lead to more emotional selling resulting in further portfolio short-term losses. So, based upon all of those thoughts and all of those analysis that we have been uh, considering and that I've talked about, here at Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, we're going to be making what's called a dynamic adjustment to our portfolios. And on one side of the money management equation, we will temporarily be decreasing technology or volatile positions in the portfolio, but at the same time increasing other sectors that appear to be moving up in the market. We will not be buying bonds during this time because this asset class of fixed income 
with rising interest rates is just flat going to lose money. So normally speaking, bonds is typically an, uh, an inverse or a flight to safety. But with rising interest rates, that's not the case this year in 2022. However, the reason I'm calling this a dynamic adjustment is that I have to be prepared to buy back the same securities of some of these good companies like Apple and Microsoft and Walmart, for example, uh, on a moment's notice foreseeing an anticipated market rebound. So that's why I call this a dynamic adjustment because we're selling uh, securities and positions on one side and we're buying securities and positions on the other side. Now, in this podcast, I'm not recommending Apple, Microsoft, or Walmart. I'm simply mentioning those for educational reasons and for entertainment. I do have, uh, this concludes my podcast. I do have some uh, disclosures. Please take a listen. Thanks. Joe Cantu, Chief Investment Officer of Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, is your host and has over 30 years of experience in the retirement money management profession. He is a West Point graduate with a Master's in Business Administration and has worked for three of the largest Wall Street firms as a stockbroker and portfolio manager. Over 10 years ago, he created Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, which actively balances and selects investments based on a tactical approach rather than the traditional strategic management method. Instead of the buy and hold philosophy, he believes in the pursuit of finding investments showing momentum, performance regardless of the direction of the market. His experience includes IRA accounts, 401k rollovers, trusts, endowments, defined benefit plans, 403bs, and 401k plans. Additionally, he served as a night college instructor for seniors, teaching high net worth retirement and estate planning for 14 years. Podcast views and personal opinions are for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute a recommendation. Investing has risk of loss and you should consult with your own advisors for any financial decisions. Cantu Tactical Wealth Management and Joe Cantu are a fiduciary firm and registered investment advisor in the states of California, Florida, Georgia, and Texas, providing pure independent advice and money management.